What's up, BC family? It's your host, Don Shea Bates, and I'm back with another podcast episode. Today's topic is going to be covering the excuse maker. Now, I know last, actually on Mana Monday, we covered the pessimist, right? So when we were learning about the pessimist, we were learning how to overcome negative outlooks, how to stop looking at the glass half empty and begin to look at the glass half full, right? So today, God has us in the book of Romans chapter 8. So we'll go over there in just a second. But first, I want to give us um, the definition of an excuse maker, right? So the definition that I looked up of as an excuse maker, <clears throat> excuse me, as an excuse maker um, is someone who has difficulty taking responsibility for their life's choices and goals. They often allow others to make decisions for them and they often find comfort in not being responsible for any negative outcomes. I want to take a look at the last two. Um, I think they go hand in hand. I can remember in my past, you know, being comfortable in not being responsible for the outcomes of my life. And that was because I was allowing others to make the decisions for me, right? So before we get all the way in, BC, you know what time it is. It's time to pray. So I'm going to pray us in, and I pray that you are praying with me. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you that once again we are here in your presence. We thank you that you are all living God and that we have you here with us at all times and that you are more than happy to hear our concerns, hear our praises, hear our worships to you. Father God. And on today, we are here to thank you for what it is that you are getting ready to do already, God. In the name of Jesus, as I, Don Shea Bates, go in and to the word, Father God, I ask that I decrease and that you, Father God, would increase on today. I come against any distractions, um, anything that would try to come in and snatch up this word from your children, Father God. As I Sprinkle seeds, Father God, I pray that it begins to take root not only in my life, but in your children's life as well. And in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Okay, BC family. So as I was saying, I can remember a time in my life where I was just on autopilot. And it was just like, I had a fear that, you know, well, if I make this decision, then I can be faulted for this thing. It's me who holds the punishment or the acceleration of a thing, right? And having, I'm sorry, let me turn this off. Okay, so having to be held responsible for something created great fear in my life. And I really didn't know how to get over that fear, how to get around that fear. And I allowed it to control me for so long, right? So I know that um, our scripture is coming from the book of Romans chapter 28. And I want to read to you what it says. Romans 8 verse 28, and it reads, We know that God is always at work for the good of everyone who loves him. They are the ones God has chosen for his purpose. Right? So are you chosen, BC family? 
Have you been called? Are we all purpose-driven individuals? Yes, we are. So God knows. It said that God, it said that all things work together for the good of those who love him. And we love him and we are called unto his purpose. So I want you to understand, BC family, that anything that takes place on this walk in life, God's going to make sure that it turns for his good. Long as we are in pursuit of him and pursuit of what is good, right? So um, I want to jump in and begin to address the excuse maker. So, well, how can I recognize these things in myself? How can I recognize the excuse maker in me? Or maybe even the excuse maker in the people that are connected to me that is causing me to stay bound in that because the, because that's just what I'm around, right? How can we recognize these things so that we can get a change? Okay, so some things that I noticed in my past and in my study time is that you often find yourself saying things like, I just don't have the time, right? I just don't, I just don't have enough time. It's a lot going on. I'm at work. Things are hectic. I didn't have time to speak. I did not have time to do that. I did not have time to get on the podcast today. You know, I woke up late and it's, it's right before I got to go to work. I just don't have the time. How can we overcome the, I just don't have enough time mindset? Well, I can tell you how I overcame it. I started, I began to, one, I took it to prayer. And when I knew, I'm going to relate it to the podcast. When I knew that God had called me to this podcast, I knew that it was no longer about me. Like this walk was no longer about me. Yes, in the beginning, when I first set out on my journey with Christ, I knew that I needed change. You know, he needed to clean me up. I wasn't always who I am today. And I just knew that it was more so about him and I at that time. And so I required a lot more one-on-one attention from God, right? So as I began to step into purpose and become purpose-driven, I knew that people would be watching me. I knew that there would be people listening and hearing the things that God feeds me to feed to his children. And I knew then that it became bigger than me and that it was going to require me to make time for what it is that I really want to make time for the things that I really believe in, to make time for the people that I really wanted in my life. And it came to a point where it became, uh, I don't want to say heartbreaking, but, you know, it really, I, I received some hurt in certain areas of my life because I had to cut off different things, different people. I couldn't go certain places, you know, there was just certain things that I could not do anymore because now that I was pushing in purpose, I had to make time for what it was that really, really mattered to me. And that is called getting intentional, right? And 
a lot of people say, well, I'm not intentional. I don't, I don't know how to be intentional. Like, how do you get intentional? There's not enough time in the day, you know, intentional is just not of me. It was not of me. Intentional. I'm not going to say it was not of me because our father was intentional when he made this world. He spoke those things. He knew, okay, I'm not going to put the trees and then I'm going to put the grass. I'm not going to put the camels down here and then I'll put the sand. Like he knew the order of which things needed to be placed out. So that is something that is within us. Glory to God. Intentionality, right? It's just tapping in to being intentional. If I got two things on my plate, okay, hey, they got a game coming up. I want to go to the game. Also, I know it's time to pay bills. You have got to get intentional with making decisions. So in this setting, we are going to, I would hope everybody would say, let's go ahead and pay the bill, right? So these are the things in life that we are going to have to get intentional about what is important to us. It's kind of like, you know, uh, when I used to hang out with my friends and things like that, they'd say, um, this is in the past, you know, they make you you make time for what, what you want. If he wants you, he's going to show you. If she wants you, she's going to show you. It's literally the same thing, but we're just bringing it over into a more spiritual aspect. If you love God, it said in the word, if you love me, that you would feed my sheep, you know. Is that not what we choose to do? Here I am. I'm here. I'm loving on God and showing God and being intentional and showing him that I love him because I am right here today with his sheep. We all are his sheep and we are learning these things together. You're going to work. You're loving on people. You're not going to work showing up fighting. So don't allow a person, if you are being intentional, don't allow someone to try to make you question the things that you are doing as you follow Christ because some things don't look right to them, right? So let's carry on. I just wanted to cover that, making time for what it is that we really want. That is part of something that we're going to have to learn how to continue to do to overcome the excuse-making mindset, getting intentional, Another thing that, um, you know, you may find yourself saying is, I'm just not inspired. I don't have a, a thirst for that. I don't have a desire for that. I, you know, I used to have this passion for it. And I just, I, I just, I just don't, it don't taste the same. It don't hit right anymore. You know, not feeling inspired. Well, I'm here to tell you that inspiration comes from the action in itself. So, in order to feel inspired, if you are an artist, I'm an artist, so I can speak from this point. Um, you know, when I paint and then when I stop. So when I stop painting and when I stop designing clothes and when I stop doing the things that I typically would do and then I go back and try to get back into it, it's not always easy to pick that thing back up and jump in to what it is that I used to do and 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 to think that I'm going to have the same momentum that I used to have, the same inspiration, the same drive and passion about it, it's almost, it's almost, that's almost insanity. I mean, if you say to think that you are going to have these results when you're not 
taking the steps to do what it is that is required to become that thing, right? If you want to become a rapper, there should be a time where I call you and you're like, I'm in the booth, you know? These are the things that are required about getting intentional. If, you, if you're looking for a place, you're going to be going out. You're going to be internet searching. The fruits that you are producing in that time should be showing that these are the things that you are trying to accomplish. I've never met a football player. I've never met a basketball player who says that they are trying to go into the Olympics, go into the league, and have not yet stepped foot on the court, Right. So we have to remember, BC family, that the thing that we are becoming, the greater that is in us, that we are pushing to be, is going to require us to take action, to get intentional. Because the inspiration for that thing is going to come in the action of doing, right? It's going to come in the taking the steps, So we can no longer um, allow place for excuse making to take root in our life because there is no excuse. Even if if you want to become a babysitter, you might not have anybody's kids to watch at this time, but you can be studying. You could be on there and you can be learning the difference between the two and three year olds. Why are the classes grouped uh, settings different? Why uh, can't the 12 year olds be in the room with the nine year olds? You know, these different things, there should be fruits of that specific labor. There should be fruits of the things that we are pursuing, right? Even if we are not quite there yet. Glory to God. So I just want to make sure that we are staying on track with the things that we are doing. And if we are already doing these things, glory to God. This should just be confirmation to you that you are on the right track and you should not let anybody come and snatch that up from you. Oh, she's been talking about doing this for years. He's been saying that he was going to be a basketball player since last year and I ain't seen him on the court yet. You know, if you know that you're at home and you've been reading over these plays and you've been studying and learning, you know, specific shoes to wear before you step out there, a specific boxing gloves that you want to use before you get in a rink, These, this is you preparing. So don't allow people to come in and snatch your joy. Don't allow the spirit of doubt to take root in your mind. Because that is what the enemy wants. He knows if he can snatch that desire from you. He knows if he can continue to um, fertilize your soil with seeds of doubt that he's going to do so. And eventually, after knocking you so long, You'll just give up on that thing. You are running your own race. I'm running my race. You are running your race. If we cannot compare the breakthrough, the blessings, the miracles, the confirmations, the different things that God is showing each and every one of us individually in our lives to, to what's the word I'm looking for? Discouraged. Thank you, Holy Spirit, to discourage us from where we are headed. Because we we all took off at different speeds, right? Like I wanna I wanna give an I wanna give an example, and it was so prophetic to me when I watched it. So like, my friends, you know, um, they're really into this thing now, and it's called anime. And I'm not really a, a TV watcher, a show watcher, right? But I. 
I'm very, I'm one of those friends, you know, I like to get to know the people that I'm around and why they like certain things, you know, and I, and I like to know what it is that they're seeing in certain things so that I can either A, better inspire them or maybe get some inspiration for myself. So, you know, they're like, Shay, you know, you got to watch this, you know, it's, it's lit. It's so lit. So I'm like, okay, you know, let me go home. I'm going to try to watch this. I'm going to set it up. And, um, I was watching this show and it was at a scene where, uh, the anime characters, they were, it was set up as though they were racing to get to a finish line and whoever could finish this race will wind out on top. Right. And so it was this little boy, he was young, you know, I think he was about the youngest one in the race. And, um, his father had previously ran this same race. Right. And he just wanted to follow his footsteps and he had prepared and he had waited, um, years to be old enough to go to this camp, to be able to run this race. And, um, his aunt finally let him go, right. Uh, to do, to run this race. And of course, once again, he hadn't had excuses that he was young to run this race or too young, like that he didn't have enough, that he he just wasn't there yet. He prepared up until time to run the race. And then how I looked at it is when the Lord released him to do that thing, in this case, it was his aunt, released him to do that thing. He was ready, right? He had already prepared. And it was just so beautiful to me because... And funny at the same time, because he was running this race. Like I said, he was the youngest one and other people probably looked at him as inadequate. Like he just, he couldn't do it, that he wouldn't be able to do it. And he probably questioned himself as well while running the race. And I remember people just falling off, you know, different turns in the race. They, at, there was a point they had to run up the stairs, you know, and there's certain people just couldn't make it right. So they were falling off and the three people that he started the two people that he started the race with were still in the race with him. And one of them, it got to the point that he had begun to come out of his suit jacket and everything. You know, his tie was tied around his neck. His jacket was around his waist. I mean, he was, he was booking it. He was getting it, you know. And to me, I mentioned this story because it said a lot to me and it spoke to me because I'm telling you, you guys, it was so prophetic. It just let me know and it reminded me that sometimes when you're running your race, it's gonna it's gonna look crazy, right? So this guy, Leorio, he was in the race and like I said, he he began to tie his suit jacket around his waist and his tie was just hanging from him. He was sweating and he had this stride, you guys. He he had this stride and he kept that same momentum and he was just going and going and going. And I'm I'm here to tell you that sometimes your walk is going to look crazy to others. Sometimes it's going to look like, oh my goodness, like what, what are they doing? But whatever it is that you have to do to keep pushing, whatever it is that you have to do to get through your race, I'm here to tell you, do that. Not everybody's going to understand what it is that you are called to do, what it is that you are trying to obtain, what it is that you are going to obtain. Because I'm here to tell you, BC family, I am a living witness that the pursuit of Christ is worth it. The pursuit of purpose is worth it. The pursuit of whatever it is that you have a desire for is worth it. And and we already know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, right? 
So if you are doing things with pure intentions and you are in your own lane and you are doing things with a pure heart, God is going to seek to it that you get that thing that you are going after. Because we're what? Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Glory to God. So I want to make sure that we are understanding that being intentional and staying inspired until it's takeoff time. Because I'm not one of those people that's just going to sit up here and tell you, oh, it's your time. This is not the prosperity gospel. I'm not here to be telling you, you're getting a blessing. Well, Oprah say, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. I'm not here for that. Okay, if I had it like that, believe me, I'd be throwing stuff around. This world would be so crowded because everybody would have everything. But I'm I, this is not what this platform is for. I'm here to give you the real because I want to see everybody win. Right. So even if it's not takeoff time for you right now, there are things that you can be doing as preparation until it's time to carry on. Glory to God. And the last one that I have for us is, oh, I'm afraid of failure. Now, I know we discussed this um, in a previous episode when we were learning about overcoming fear and um, the doubt, right? But I'm afraid of failure. This is something that I commonly said, you know, as I as I pushed just through many areas of my life, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared to leave my parents' house. I'm scared to get my own place. I'm I'm scared to start that job. Can I really measure up? I'm I'm scared to shoot my shot. Will they really say yes? I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. You know, and when you begin to say those things and you keep speaking that thing to yourself, your mind begins to believe that. I want to explain to you all, and I want you to know if I could tell you anything in regards to that fear of failure mindset, we will fail more times than none, right? Failure, that's just something that you're not going to be able to skip by. So if you are going to allow yourself to let fear drive you, then maybe this race is not for you. Then maybe this thing that you're seeking out to pursue is not for you. Then maybe that want in your heart, you want to become the next best this. You want to break this generational curse off your family. You want to be the one who stepped out on faith and did this thing. If you, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you are, you're going to see failures and that is okay. Because guess what? When, when we experience failures, that's what brings the experience. And when you have experience, just like in the anime race that I was telling you about, they're able to go again. They were able to re- keep running this race as many times as they wanted to. Right? We serve a forgiving God. We serve a loving God. We serve a God of grace. And if he sees that you're pushing and that you're trying, you think that God is not going to continue to aid you in that thing when you have pure intentions? That's love. That's what love is. He wants, God wants to see us win. It's a matter of do we want to see ourselves win? We have to know where our help comes from and and not lay it in the hands of others. As we saw in the definition, allows others to make decisions for us. Why? Why do we want others to make the decision for us? 
You think that God loves them more that he wouldn't grant you the same wisdom that he's given them to make a, a right decision? I'm not saying don't ask for advice. What I'm saying is don't ask for so much advice that you forget that God loves you just as much as he loves them. And he's willing to give you the wisdom as well. He said in the word to ask and we shall receive. It's about the relationship that we are having with him. If if somebody kept knocking on your door, only asking for sugar, only asking for bread and different things like that when they needed something, do you think that they would be so excited to open a door each and every time you came back? No. Because it's just like, boy, here they come needing something. But the God we serve, he still does. He still does. And that just shows the love that he has for us. Right? So I just want you all to remember that we have the ability to overcome the excuses We have the ability to overcome the negative mindsets in regards to the outcomes that may happen. It's time to get intentional. Like we we are all adults here. There's no more time to just play around and think that, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow and put it off tomorrow. Because when tomorrow finally comes, you're going to say, man, I wish I would have did that back then. It's harder to catch up now that I'm older, right? So I I just want to encourage you that if God gives you something, it's for the good. If God takes it from you, it's for the good. If God got you the job, it's for the good and he trusts you with it. If God takes it away, it may be because he sees some things that you did not see. Or maybe you're just not quite ready yet. But guess what? You can still run the race. Glory to God. There is purpose in all of God's decisions. So we should have purpose in ours. We should be intentional about our decisions, right? So I want to read to you. I want to go back to the book of Romans. I know we read chapter 8, verse 28. But I want to go back up to verse 27. And it reads, actually, I'm going to read them both, but let's start at 27. It reads, all of our thoughts are known to God. He can understand what is in the mind of the spirit as the spirit prays for praise for God's people. We know that God is always at work for the good of everyone who loves him. There are, they are the ones God has chosen for his purpose, right? So God understands what's in your mind. He knows that you have a fear of that. He knows that you're afraid. He understands that this is a big deal for you. And he's here to help you. And he wants to see us win. I want to see us win. And I thank God that I did not continue to stay stuck in that excuse-making mindset and in the fear of failure. Because if I stayed stuck there, we would not be here today. This platform would not be here today for me to encourage others on their walk and encourage myself. Because there's times that I get discouraged. I'm talking, it'll hit me smack dab in the middle of the day. Like, Ooh, is this, is this really for me to be doing? Like, am I, am I really able to continue to carry this thing on? 
I have to get intentional. There's days I can't hang out with friends. There's certain people that I can't even be around because it's just certain things that I can't be around, right? There's certain things that I can't be around because if, if someone's operating in doubt and all I hear is complaints and complaints and complaints of what they can't do and they can't do, they would begin to bleed on others. And you may be able to start, you may become the person that's saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, right? There may be certain things that you are not going to be able to attend because you're intentional and you're, and you're, Instead of going out, you're saying, hey, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to study, and I'm going to do my works that God has called me to do so that in the future I can see these things. So when right now around you, it may like look like everybody else is having fun, everybody else is playing and, and shopping and whatever it is in relationships, everybody's getting married, everybody's having babies around you, everybody is succeeding you, their businesses are, are winning it may look like that to you, and that may really be what it is. But I'm here to tell you, don't allow yourself to rush the process because of what you see around you. Because believe me, when it's your turn, whew, I'm telling you, I can remember when I saw everybody winning and I first started on my walk. And a lot of the people that I was surrounded with had already been a little further in their walk. Hence, as why I surrounded myself with them, because I wanted to grow stronger, you know, and you hang with people that you want to become like, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together. Sometimes, I mean, it's sad that the world sees that, but sometimes you may not be like those people. You may be seeing something in them that you want to become. So you surround yourself with that, right? But the thing about it is you have to be mindful and you have to know when you are strong enough to be around certain things and not jump into the other things that are taking place, right? So it may call for you to separate yourself in certain seasons, right? So just stay encouraged, BC family. And we have to remember that everything is working together for our good, even in the failures that it's not a failure. You still didn't lose. We still win because it's bringing experience for when it's time for you to go forth. So if you failed and you keep getting knocked down, keep getting back up. Keep running that race. Keep pushing through those trials because God is working out something in you in the failures. Glory to God. So I want to pray for us. I want to I want to pray us out. Right. So BC family, I thank you all for tuning in. I love you all. Everything is going to be okay. It seems scary. It seems weary. It seems as though, I, you know, what if? Well, what if you don't? What if you just never do it? That's the question that I want you to take home with you on today. What if you don't? You got to weigh the odds. So I want to go into prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the word on today. We thank you that we are no longer going to be excuse makers in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you and we give to you, Lord, 
our excuses, our strongholds, Father God. There's some things in our life that it's hard to break free from. Father God, we come up against every demonic spirit, every demonic mindset that has taken root in us, every way that we have carried with us up until now, Father God. We give it to you, God. We ask that you clean that thing up and you restore it back to new, Father God, the way that you create it to be, the way that our mind should have been from the start, Father God. We ask that you give us childlike faith, crazy-like faith in this time, Father God. Father God, we bind to rebuke the rushing, the spirit, Father God, whatever that is in us, Father God, that has us to feel like it's a rush to get things done, Father God. Help us to feel content and comfortable in knowing that we are in the right place at the right time, in the right space, in the right season of our life, Father God, to get done what it is that you call for us to get done in Jesus' name. Father God, I come up against every fear concerning the thoughts that may have taken us captive, Father God. We ask that you free our minds, free our hearts, free our bodies, free our our souls and our spirits, Father God. As we read in Romans, Father God, we know that you know what it is that we are feeling, God. And we just ask that you be here with us in this time, God, and deliver us from ourselves, Father God. In Jesus' name, I just want to pray over the BC family, God, that whatever it is that any of us are going through at this time, God, grant them the comfort to know that they are able to overcome that thing, that they are more than conquerors. And yes, they may be stumbling just like when a child takes off walking, but there is going to be a point in life where they're running. And I pray that you... Just instill that vision in their head, Father God, of them running. Whenever something comes up to them, Father God, and they feel that fear creep up, Father God, and they feel that I can't, and they feel that excuse-making mindset come upon them, Father God, I pray and I ask that you would give them the vision, Father God, to see themselves running, running, I mean striving and striding in the things that you have called them to do. And until next time, Father God, we say we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your patience with us, Father God, that you never give up on us, even when people do. We thank you, Father God, for all that it is that you're doing in our life. In Jesus' mighty name that we pray, amen. So BC family, stay encouraged. You got this. It's just a little stumble. But you have to know that your angels that are assigned to you are not going to allow you to strike your foot upon a stone. But you got to be in relationship with the Lord. You got to pray, not just for the things that you want. You got to begin to begin to build a relationship. God, I woke up today. I'm feeling this way. Lord, this happened between me and my friend. I really love my friend. I don't want to lose this friend, but now I don't trust. God, help me in that area. Father God, I see things this way. I feel like I might be seeing it wrong. Father God, help me gain clarity so that we can move forward. Father God, this is what's taking place in my home. I don't like seeing it like this. I come home and it's a war ground. Father God, please help me to cleanse the environment. Whatever that thing is for you, know that God is going to work it out. He sees you're taking steps. He understands the things that you are going through. And it's time, PC family, to get intentional. It's time to get intentional. Make time for the things that you desire and what it takes to get to them. 
So I love you, BC family. Until next time, stay great, blessed, and filled, and prosperous.